My mic is full of cat hair. Let it be full of cat hair. It's its destiny. <laughs> okay. It wouldn't be my mic if it wasn't full of cat hair. Welcome to Something Queer is Happening Here, where we discuss queer subtext <laughs> in literature <laughs> media, because Librarian Gays! When you can dig them up. How many episodes have we done with this now? I um, don't. Quite a few. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I've been prepping. I've been prepping for this one. I'm really excited. Um, so, May, today we're talking about my my love my joy my destiny um queer pirates yeah uh, because queer pirates are amazing and uh pirates have always been queer and the whole like masculinizing of pirates is always it's, 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 wrong. it's wrong pirates have always been queer pirates have always cross-dressed and pirates have always been just cool um i mean we ignore the murder and the, the, the pillaging and stuff like that but <laughs> anyway what masculinizing of pirates <laughs> like why you know like assassin's creed black flag or um i mean pirates of the caribbean to a sense although mm. i feel like pirates of the caribbean is everybody's bisexual awakening with um elizabeth swan and whatever yeah. Bloom's I feel like a lot of pirate media do show pirates as very like gender fluid and sexuality mm. is fluid and you know um not quite as rigid not yeah. quite as hyper masculine well, conveniently, that's what we're talking about today. Hey. Well, we're talking about specifically Black Sails. So we have two episodes in Black Sails. Today, we're just going to be talking about Black Sails as a whole because Black Sails as a whole is a very queer show. Um, so finding queer subtext in Black Sails is quite difficult uh, because it's not really subtext. It's more of cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gilbert, I would like to see Drew when she's talking. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so the the queerness in Black Sails is, is never really subtext. It's 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 just text um there is a, a, a ship that we're going to be analyzing next week which is uh john silver and james flint um however james flint is confirmed to be queer in the show john silver a little bit a little bit different he's he has a, a female partner but that boy's fruity i know he is he i just is. know he is <laughs> um so today we're going to be talking about I'm going to just go straight into the essay, if that is okay with you, May. Yes, absolutely. Nice. Um, so it starts off strong and then it sort of breaks down as I, I start talking about <laughs> the, all the, the good the good quality ships in in Black Sails, both physical and metaphorical ships. <laughs> um, there, I do have quite a few sailing puns as well. Oh, amazing. I can't wait. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Black Sails and the queer war on the British Empire. So... Black Sails is one of those shows that when you watch it, you kind of just wonder why it's not more popular, especially with our generation, that of the young millennial and or Gen Z's obsession with pirates. You know, TikTok is just full of people dressing up as pirates. People love sea shanties, you know, uh, young millennial-esques. We were all obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean and all wanted to be one of those pirates. I don't know about you, but when I was like four or five, I would put the the Pirates of the Caribbean on the screen and then I would stand up in front of it and pretend to be one of the pirates. Oh, um, that's so cute. I know. 
I wanted to be Orlando Bloom's younger sister um, because I was so obsessed with Elizabeth Swan for reasons we will not get into. Um, you know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so from the get go in Black Sails, there is a Suffolk couple within the first episode. And yes, they do have a bit of a tragic start and the Suffolk couple constantly goes through a love turmoil. Um, but it does really pull itself together and just keeps on pulling with its queer and gender messiness it's oh, it's wonderful by the way there will be spoilers for pretty much all of black sales um so yes black sales has a sapphic couple in the first episode and continues to have queer representation throughout its entire run its actual main plot so the main character of captain james flint becomes a pirate due to the way that his male lover is treated by the british when he's found out to be gay yeah, so the whole plot starts off. The inciting incident is some gay dude is really angry at the British Empire for being gay. And, you know, I can... I can we love I can, gay revenge. We love gay revenge. So it's a running theme in the show that James Flint wants to punish the English, specifically the English, for what they did to his lover and the expectations they put and the tyrannical rule that they have over the world. Now, I'm going to take some time to, like, set the pirate scene in the early 1700s. Um, but I would also like to take some time to explore the nature of piracy, both in a historical look and through the eyes of fiction. So piracy, er, piracy is just a bit of a messy word because we didn't really have it until like the 1800s. Before then it was like buccaneers and then it was sea raiders and Vikings. It's a messy word, but for piracy as we know it has always been about and it's always had records of female pirates so we have had knowledge of women pirates as far back as the 1800s whether they were cross dressers whether they were identified and presented as female whether they were trans and just didn't have the language to identify as that but even back as far as 1800 bc there were pirates within the sort of phoenician legend that were outwardly presenting as female so whilst pirates i do say in recent years with like assassin's creed black flag um has been sort of written as like strong fighty even though there is a little bit of like gender messiness playing around with it we need to understand that from the get-go it has always been a rejection of social norms in fact the most successful pirate was one Zhang Yi Zhao who in her early 30s had an estimated of 40 to 60,000 pirates under her command which in comparison to Edward Teach had about 300 Edward Teach being black blackbeard um I'm not going to talk too much about her because there is already amazing resources out there um I'm going to link to one of my favorite youtubers Jessica Calgren Fozard um, she has a whole series talking about I know she's oh, so wow. cool uh she has a whole series talking about queer and disabled historical figures and an amazing video where she explains the life of Zheng Yi Zhao uh, in more detail and talks about how they had like pirate pensions and pirate national health care um and they beheaded anybody who cheated on their wives and they beheaded anybody who raped anybody um it was it's a really cool cool video so i would recommend that i would also highly recommend the book pirates on the south china coast by diane h murray who she basically did most of the research into the life of zheng yi zhao there's a lot about her in her like 30s and then nothing about her later life and nothing about her early life because people weren't keeping records of her because she was she was a woman. Um, and even her name sort of derives from the person who she married. So we know very little about her, but Dan H. Murray did most of the research and most of the knowledge that we have on her is from that. So I would highly recommend that book. I would also recommend 
whilst we're talking about book recommendations. Uh, Sodomy and the Pirate Tradition, English Sea Rovers and the 17th Century Caribbean by Bayard Berg. It's quite an old book. I say old, it's from the 1980s. So it is talking about sort of the queer history of pirates, uh, but some of the language in it is not what we would call up to scratch in modern day sort of queer uh, language but I would really recommend it um, and he does talk about it uh, like how the language sort of has evolved because sodomy was a word we'll get into that later anyway <laughs> today we're talking about back sails so I'm going to steer back there's my first of the sailing puns um, to <laughs> the golden age of piracy which took place from the end of the 1600s to about 1730 um, so within black sails we have multiple queer characters in multiple queer relationships we have a polycule i was about to say a threesome but they're really not it's not like a, just a one-time event um we have a polycule with Anne bonnie captain jack rackham and max who i think everybody's in love with um we have a relationship with max and eleanor is the main girl um which is also pretty messy and they have a very lesbian breakup um there is the relationship between captain james flint and oh that's also like a polycule captain james flint with his male lover and his male lover's wife that's a whole thing um and then there's the whole playing around with gender and Anne bonnie's sort of expression of gender um it's known from history that Anne bonnie cross-dressed as andy bonnie from a very young age so whether and Bonnie would have actually expressed themselves as non-binary or as a trans mask. It, we don't know because they didn't have that language. So we're just going to use she, her pronouns from now on. It, there's not just like one queer ship in Black Sails. The whole thing is very, very integrated within like sort of messing around with gender and messing around with relationships and sort of exploring anything outside of the, the English norm at the time of just man and woman. In addition to that, in the actual Golden Age of Piracy, um, there was the similar sort of situations. Men uh, often had weddings at sea. I um, They were called matelots, I think. Matelots. It was very cute, but they often had um, weddings at sea. And there was often cross-dressing at sea. Some men would dress up as women. They would have sort of on-ship marriages. You couldn't interfere with those on-ship marriages. Um, there was quite a lot of sex on these ships <laughs> um hence why the word sodomy uh comes in because pirates were often um blamed for buggery sodomy just anything that the british empire didn't want men to do the book that i mentioned by br berg uh talking about sodomy and pirates talks about how specifically sodomy was just for male and male relationships and how it sort of deviates a little bit from the word buggery so yes, Black Sails is probably one of the more accurate pirate shows out there compared to things like Pirates of the Caribbean, which did have Cheng Yi Zhao in. It would have been cool if Black Sails sort of played around a little bit more with gender. Obviously, they didn't really have the vocabulary back then for the messing around with gender and having gender queerness. One of my favourite sort of historical facts about the Golden Age of Piracy was the story of Mary Reed, who went by Mark Reed for most of their life, and Anne Bonny, who went by Andy for most of their life um, and they were dressed as men and they both admitted one of them admitted to the other hey I'm in love with you and I'm a woman so this is cool and then the other one went also I'm a woman so this is cool 
Um, and then Anne Bonny, who was um, dressed as a man and was Jack Rackham's male male lover, um, in air quotes, was like, why don't we get Jack in on this as well? Um, so <laughs> then they had, like, Anne Bonny had multiple, like, poly relationships, both in Black Sails and in actual historical yeah. fact. And Mary Reed does show up at the very end yes. of Black Sails. Yes, they do, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, yeah, they sort of formed a, 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 a triarchy of amazingness. Um, I mean, they did kind of treat Jack Rackham like a little bit of a shit at the end of it. Uh, so they got captured in about 1730 um, and were thrown in prison. And I think the whole ship... So when they got captured, the whole ship was like drinking apart from mary and anne and a couple of others so they got attacked by some pirate hunters and so the rest of the ship was too drunk to fight so it was mary and anne fighting as along with a couple of others jack was out for the count so they got captured and i can't remember if it was anne or mary but jack was about to be hung and Anne was like, if you had fought and stood like a man, you wouldn't have needed to be hung like a dog. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That is. Yeah. Um, and right. both of them right. got away from like being executed for being pirates because they both claimed to be pregnant. Um, whether that was true Yeah, or not. I know a lot of female pirates did Yeah, that. it was a real quick and easy way to get out of being executed <laughs> because even back then, apparently a fetus is more important than the woman's life. Um, but yes, so uh, Mary unfortunately passed away uh, from a fever in prison. Anne, on the other hand, escaped and we do not know what happened to Anne Bonny. We don't know if they continued their... Um, raid of piracy. We don't know if they decided to become a sheep farmer, but cottage core lesbian. <laughs> cottage core lesbian. <laughs> yeah, Anne Bonny. Uh, but Anne Bonny in the show is they do play around with how she sort of expresses her gender. She express she dresses very masculinely. Um, she very clearly has quite a lot of mental illness um, and some quite a bit of trauma. And they explore her relationship with Max um, and her relationship with sex and it seems that to be that her first sort of enjoyment of sex comes from her relationship with max as opposed to her relationship with jack which was just sort of going through the motions of this is what i have to do in a relationship with a person um whereas with max it was like i'm sexually attracted to you so it was cool sort of seeing that like she's clearly got a romantic thing for jack but has a sexual attraction to to max so there was like that playing around with the romantic attraction and sexual attraction on always the same thing um i wish i really wish they explored more about um sort of women like presenting as masculine um i just i wish i wish there was more like trans mask icons in black sales but we can't have everything um so the main point of black sales is captain james flint fighting against the english empire because fuck them um pirates had always been They've not necessarily been anti-colonialism because they aren't as black and white as we'd like them to be. But they have always been sort of a rejection of social norms, whether it was, you know, in on the southeast uh, China coast or whether it is from ancient Greece or whether it's from the Western uh, Age of Piracy. Pirates have always been a rejection of what their current society expects of them. 
and they would often recruit people who would also reject that. So when they attacked ships, um, particularly Royal Navy ships, and men had relationships with men on those ships, they could be flogged for those relationships. Pirates would come along and be like, hey, you know those relationships that you really like doing? Why don't you join us? And we won't flog you for it. In fact, we, you know, encourage it. Um, so they would actively recruit, whether it be gay men or just men who were messy, messy relationships. Um, <laughs> come join our orgy ship. Join, basically, yes. Come join our orgy ship. Um, it is worth noting that pirates aren't perfect. Um, they're not like this grand haven to sort of reject the British Empire. They they still sort of participated in um, parts of the slave trade. They benefited from that. So especially... Yeah, that's also dealt with in Black Sails quite a yes, bit. Yes, that is also dealt with in Black Sails. It's less dealt with in Our Flag Means Death, which is mm. a good show and has a lot of gay men um, and some sort of trans characters and everything. But Steve Bonnet, who's the main character in it, um, gained his fortune from owning a plantation, which uh, they don't really explore. Um, they don't mention it at all, actually, in Our Flag Means Death. Um, mm. And as much as I love the concept of pirates, um, in actuality, we have to remember that they are m- m- much more messy and much more morally abhorrent than... Yeah. I mean, they did do a lot of murder. Yeah, they did do a lot of murder. Um, so it's a messy one. I love pirates. I love Black Sails. I love that Black Sails did try and talk about the issue that pirates aren't actually you know a safe haven from like the british empire and a complete rejection of it but they are something of a step away from it so yeah pirates have always been queer they've always hated social norms and black sails is an amazing show and you you should watch it so yeah that's my setup for next week's talk about freaking freaking james flint and john silver (laughs) (laughs) nice 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 um i realized halfway through your talk that i could do a little maze literary corner here Ooh, i'm Um, excited so this this is where i admit that i am extremely ashamed because it wasn't until my friends told me about this at the end of watching this show that I learned that Black Cells is supposed to be a prequel to Treasure Island. Yes, it is. Um, and I did not know. I've read Treasure Island, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize even that uh, the pirates in the show are a mix of historical pirates and fictional pirates from Treasure Island. Um, and yeah, so I reread Tre- uh, Treasure Island after finishing Black Cells, mm. and a lot of things did slot together and make sense, you know. Billy Bones turning into a bit of a villain. Um, mm. And it's just really interesting to see how it all ties up together. Yeah. I mean, you could say it's a Treasure Island partial adaption. Yeah, kind of. Which is your specialty. Yeah, I would have loved to see. I think I saw something in an interview that said that they had considered actually doing a kind of sequel that was an adaptation of, of Treasure Island. Uh, of the events of Treasure mm. Island with like kind of the same cast that's still around. Uh, they obviously didn't end up doing that. I really hope they do one day. That would be really fun. Um, but yeah, I guess it is mm. like part adaptation. I would love to see a, a straight up adaptation from from the writers of Black Cells of Treasure Island because yeah. like that would be really good. 
Yes, especially I absolutely adore the the way that they approached uh, John Silver's character because um, spoilers for Treasure <laughs> Island, I guess. Uh, John Silver is the villain in Treasure Island, but he is sort of like the villain that starts off as a friend, um, which is very similar to the way he presents in Black Sails. But I don't know. I just really love the way that they wrote him because he like gets all this power because he's such a charismatic man. Um, and like he does enjoy it and he knows how to wield it but he's so aware of the responsibility of it as well yeah and like compared to to flint who like absolutely hates himself and can't stand the power but has gotten it somehow because he has you know naval experience it's so oh okay we'll talk about this next week because (laughs) it's such an interesting pairing um also, it's great to have like a like a disabled main character who's just like so complicated. I mean, all the characters in Black Sails are so yeah, complex. I don't think any single one of them are like just so cut and dry. Um, I just suddenly started thinking about Cap- Captain. Did you know in season one of Black Sails, Captain Jack Rackham had like twelve different mustaches. <laughs> They like cycled through a bunch of different mustaches. Oh my god, that's an, <laughs> I know. that's an amazing tidbit. I love I that. Know. I did not um, like him in season one, but it was one no. of those things where like you're watching with other people who've seen the show, and they were like, "Just wait for it, just wait for it." So I knew yeah. he was gonna get likable. Um, I think Art was kept calling him their little rat man. Um. <laughs> He is right. very much a rat man. <laughs> he is a rat man. I mean, even with um, Charles, I can't remember what his last name is. He's a real pirate from actual history. Mm. Um, I hated him in season one. I thought he was absolutely horrid, especially after what he's mended to Max. And they still like made him complicated and sympathetic. And they did that with all the characters, basically. Um, oh, Black Sails is such a well-written show. And they didn't like push it for multiple seasons. They just did the four and was like, that's it. That's our little... A little nugget of a story yeah and more we're not and more shows are it. doing that now and yeah as much as i love it um it tends to be shows that i really love and that i wish could yeah i still haven't recovered from the time that jane the virgin and i zombie finished at the same time oh no god i still need to watch i zombie um, my i've been rewatching it with my flatmate um we need yeah. to get back on that it's really good um, and I am gonna go do an episode about it at some point. I love Black Sails. I need to rewatch it now. I've been like watching YouTube compilations for <laughs> this, like, and next week's talk. But also, the guy who plays Billy Bones, he was in Merlin first. Yeah. Um, and it's just so cool seeing like a Merlin actor who's like, because Merlin was like a really low budget BB. I mm. how do I bring it always back to Merlin? <laughs> and um, he's a number like it at me now. He's also in Umbrella Academy, but uh, yeah. Um, he actually, fun little tidbit. Uh, he's from the town I went to uni from. Oh. Um, and there's like an interview with him, and he's like, "Oh, what would you call your ship?" And he says, "I call it the Tigers because um, my favorite rugby team is the Tigers, which is also the rugby team that I have only ever seen one rugby team play, <laughs> and it was the Tigers versus someone else. Um, so me and him are from because he's a Leicester boy, he's a Midlands boy." <laughs> So I, I appreciate getting to see him going from to good some good heights. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you'll see it's there is also 
a Merlin actor in iZombie. Oh my god, is there? Yes, there is. I love seeing Merlin actors pop up because they do pop up in the strangest of places. Yeah. Um, Because there's that one guy who's in Musketeers and then he was in the Picard show. Um, (laughs) Who was cool. It was Lancelot. Obviously. Uh, Katie. Kate. Fucking hell. I'm so excited about Pirates. I've forgotten my queen's name. (laughs) Katie McGrath. (laughs) Katie McGrath. Kate McGrath is just in every all, all the show. all the lesbians that were listening and fell asleep while we were rambling <laughs> just woke up. Yeah. Um, so circling back to pirates, um, I just think I just think they're neat. I think they're a cool little like. It's cool to see that in most sort of sort of large societies there is always some kind of pirate, whether it's sea raiders or. Or, or, or labeled something else, buccaneers, because I don't know. It's just fun to see how that groups each reject like the the society and the culture they're in. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is you know something somebody else far smarter than me can debate. But yeah, I really I really like pirates so much. So written a book about pirates. Plug in that. <laughs> that would be your canon corner, but um, it's not quite out yet. <laughs> I mean, I need beta readers, so if anybody wants to read it, it is technically canon. <laughs> yeah, do you have a canon corner? I mean, I feel like t- it dis- doesn't even need a canon corner, really, because it's already, there's so much canon yeah. queer in this show. But I guess it doesn't hurt to recommend Our Flag Means Death. Our fla- yeah. yeah, Our Flag Means Death, that's a, a very gay show. It's a very watered-down version of Pirates, um, in that they sort of really do try and do shy away from the actual horridness of them but then Um, again like if you're like me and you struggle to fully watch or binge um darker shows and more serious shows that's a good i wouldn't say alternative because i think black cells is still definitely worth watching but for Mm -hmm. me it's like for every episode of a show like black cells i need three episodes of like a comedy (laughs) yeah no yeah and it's also like not everything has to be grimdark and yeah. and horrid. Um so yeah, Our Flag Me Deaths is, is good. It's it's fun. Um I'm I get such gender envy from Taika Watiti's uh Blackbeard. Mm. I don't like I don't usually get gender envy from like heavily bearded men, but whatever he's got going on, I want it. That's <laughs> that's that's my gender now. Um I guess I could plug my book, Color of Ash. It's a uh, sapphic pirates. Well, the first book isn't sapphic pirates. The first book is sapphic almost pirates. Um, if you would like to beta read, hit me up because I am hoping to get it published in the next year or two, whether it be self or tradition. So yeah, yeah, I'm working yeah. on that with my book as well. But mine has nothing yeah. to do with pirates. So. <laughs> we'll canon um... corner it another time. Oh, Doctor Who did do an episode yes, of recently. Zheng Yi Zhao. The Sea Devils. Something about the Sea Devils. Yeah. Which I quite like Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. I felt like the writing wasn't great, but Jodie Whittaker really like put her, her whole doctorcy into the... Yeah, I feel the... like in general, the acting in those seasons was a bit iffy, but I can't tell if it's from the script. I think it's probably from yeah. the script. I think it's from the script because I've seen Jodie Whittaker's acting in other things and she's just fabulous. Yeah. Um, 
I saw somebody say that like Chris Chibnall writes like he's writing for an audio drama in that he has like the characters describe everything that's going mm. on and forgets that there is a TV screen and we can see. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris Chibnall, uh, hit us up if you want to produce an audio <laughs> drama with no budget. We have, yeah, we've got plenty of plenty of voice actors waiting. Um, so yeah, that's my little little rant about um, Black Sails and the queer war on the British Empire. Um, it's a messy one. It's uh, lots of shades of grey one. Um, pirates are awesome, but also not like a queer paradise I would like them to be. Just want to sh- I just want to live on my little boat with all my gender messy, queer, messy friends. You know? I'm just yeah. like fuck the British Empire up. <laughs> yeah, so next not next week, next episode is yes. gonna be also on Black Cells on Flint and Silver. And then episode after that, I think, is our special little promoting our new show uh episode with meg meg will be back (gasps) yes i'm so excited for meg to be back i spent the whole weekend with meg at comic-con and it was amazing i forgot how funny she is in person um so i'm wonderful and sweet awesome well thank you for joining us um i'm excited for next week i'm sorry about good luck (laughs) editing no problem that'll be fun (laughs) stay queer Um, stay queer this podcast is a no storytelling production. It is produced and edited by me, Tudek, and hosted by Drew Frankie Victory and me, Tudek. If you want to support us, please recommend us to your friends, follow notes on social media, and consider subscribing to our Patreon. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.